Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris talks with Brent Seach, based between Melbourne and Sydney. They discuss the mindset behind spending and being in a rush to be patient. This episode is sponsored by Angie Leeds, Breakthrough Academy, Company Cam, Viva HR, and Nice Job. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, on this week's episode, we have Brent Seach of (laughs) Australia between Melbourne and Sydney. Good morning, or for you, good night. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's evening over here, mate. So, yeah. yeah. What are we, about 11 hours? Um, It depends. Is it 9 or 11? 8. I can never... We're we're, we're 8 o'clock in the morning here. 20 past 8, Sunday morning. Well, we're 20 past five. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't 20 past five yet. in the evening. So yeah. someone else can do the maths. My oh, brain seven. is shut up shop. Seven hours. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no, nine. Sorry, nine. Yeah, Sunday morning, my maths in great. Nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so who's in the seat household? Okay, we've got my, uh, my wife, Leanne, our two chocolate fur babies. Uh, which are Darcy and Tuppence, and uh, our kids have left. <laughs> yes. Can I just, who, who named the dogs? I'm married to a Geordie. Who do you think named the dogs? Has she told you what a Tuppence is? Tuppence as in the monetary value of Tuppence? Well, it's when you're a kid, it's what we call a female's parts. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I... She told me what the name of the dog was. I didn't argue. So we'll just, yeah. It, um, that I didn't know, but I will be asking the question when we're done. So. Yeah. Ask, ask her what the other term, what, what the other use for the term tuppence is. Well, well, it is in Yorkshire. I don't know if it is everywhere else. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, 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 you got the dogs because it's empty nest syndrome because kids are float nesting? Yes, we, uh, we started young. With the kids, so our son is 22 and our daughter's 28. So they've left home, yeah. and uh, yeah, so we've got the we've got the dogs to dote over now, and so that's about it. Pre-record, you mentioned the kids have both been over here for stays. Is that were they learning over here, or were they just come for a break, traveling, whatever? Well, our daughter was over there. She was um, volunteering with the Queen Elizabeth Foundation for 12 months. So she helped intellectually and physically disabled people integrate into 
homes, uh, learning to look after themselves and those sorts of things. Uh, and our son, well, he went over there to meet his great-grandparents, which in in this sort of time frame or this year, whatever you want to call it, um, it, it doesn't happen very often because people yeah. are having kids later and later. Yeah. So. Like myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've done it right. Yeah. So, but, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't ever done it right or wrong because, I mean, yeah, my kids are young. I'm old-ish. And one of my best mates, I remember him having a kid at 18 and he's a granddad now and he's what? He's 44. And it's like he says he's still young enough to enjoy everything, whereas I enjoyed everything before I settled down. It's probably reversal, isn't it? Yeah. It's whatever your favourite. Yeah. We, both Leanne and I, worked in, in clubs and pubs when we were kids. While I was an apprentice, I was working in pubs and clubs. So we still went out and did things. We had really good family support, which, uh, you know, you tend to do when you're young parents. But, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way because now I get to spend – I'm only 46 and I get to spend the rest of my life with my best mate. So it's cool. Yeah, cool. So how does an Aussie bloke meet a Geordie? How did that happen? Was, was your wife over there traveling? Uh, no, she actually came over here. Her family came over here in 89, I think it was. And um, just by the grace of God, if you want to say that, but just by pure luck. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I had no idea what a Geordie was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there probably should be a warning label on Col- on that language. particular model. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, language, the the slang. Yeah. Oh, the first time I met my sister in law, I had I had no idea. Yeah. I I thought I'd gone to Mars. Trouble keeping up. So, <laughs> oh God! Well, I, they seem to have this calling cry to start with, this really long e, and then they start talking at a million mile an hour, and yeah. I I struggled. <laughs> so oh, man, I, I, I bet that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, what? Uh, well, yeah. I, the, the first thing I heard was, you got your bet. And I, what? 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 What are you talking about? I just come in from work. You got your bet. What do you mean? And Leanne looked at me and said, you've got your base. And I said, no, no, I've been to work. This is my smoko box. No, a bait is what they call smoko in, in Newcastle. I'm, oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. So I had to, not only the speed, the accent, but I also had the slang. I had no hope. <laughs> I had no hope. <laughs> Are you up to speed now with it then? No, no we need. So <laughs> just as soon as I think I am, I'll, yeah. I'll usually get, you know, 50%, enough to stay in the conversation, but, Certainly yeah. not enough to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you worked in nightclubs. How did you start in decorating then? Well, when I left school in 92, I finished year 12 and was doing uh, work experience, if you want to call it that, with a carpenter until I went to uni the following year. Well, this painter was on the job where I was doing carpentry work experience given at the biggins you should become a painter and all this sort of stuff and yeah no worries all, all of a sudden i gave it a go and uh that was 20 29 years ago did you not bother with uni then no no i went there for three days i think it was and just thought 
well, I can either do this for four years, come out and look for a job, or I know there's a job there, and in four years' time I'll be qualified. So I think, I think that's a lot of the trouble why we have a trade shortage over here, because the, the schools are obsessed with, look how many people we've got to uni in college. Man, he's brilliant kid. Did uni, come out, she doesn't know what to do with what she's trained to do at uni. And you think, why? Look, our daughter's got a psychology degree, and she has nothing to do with psychology. It just seems as though it's something to fill in a four-year gap until you figure out what you want to do. Four-year, four toss it off. Extended party, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But, yeah, my uh, – yeah, that's that's basically how I started. So, <clears throat> sorry. It, um, yeah, it wasn't exactly a, a glamorous start. My, my first boss was – he was horrendous. He was a crook. He, we had police turn up to job sites. We had some of the things, what I know now, some of the things we were doing then, I just, yeah, it, yeah. it was, you would never do it. So one, one coat flat plastic on bare galvanised gutter and fascia. Oh, we've all been so, there. We've all been there. We just but, don't like to admit it. <laughs> oh, but if it wasn't for him doing that, I wouldn't have the soft hands with the brush that I have today because... Yeah. I had to learn how to get paint to cover from day one. I've, I've worked on jobs where we're supposed to be putting uh, fireproof paint on for big companies. Uh, if we got caught, I'll put it up, we'd get fucked. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing schools and it's like, uh, I forgot what it's called now, uh, but it's like the fireproof paint. And uh, Timmy Knox, one of the brands over here, and to cut, cut costs, rather than giving it two coats of Timinox, it'd get a coat of emulsion in the same colour than a coat of Timinox over top. And I'm sure the regs, because of the microns, it'd have failed, but we were just contractors turning up, told what to do. You know, we've, we've all cut corners. You know? I remember one job when I, was a, when I was an apprentice, the foreman said, oh, we've got to put pink primer on all those fire doors. Yeah, rightio. So he's walked over to the ceiling paint, squirted red tinter in it, said, there you go, there's a pink primer, off you go. We, we've done okay. that. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you just, as a kid, last thing you're going to do is speak up, when, especially when, back then in 93. When, when we used to do local authority work, council work, uh, external repaints, we used to have a clerk of works, and if he'd burnt anything off, he wasn't allowed to, it'd come out every other day. It'd really slow you up because you wasn't allowed to put any undercoat on until he'd been out and seen anything that was bare had pink primer on. <laughs> so you think, right, we know he's coming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you'd burn off. And if you coated it up Monday, we had acrylic primer. And you used to, used to buy a litre of red emulsion, tip it in, get your pink primer. So you'd get your acrylic on, he'd been out that afternoon, you weren't waiting for oil base to dry, you could just slam some oil base straight over the top. <laughs> you know, but you, you're like 50 quid an ounce. You, know, you weren't getting a great deal for him. So you just had to be quick where you could. It's um, but what what's been your lowest point? Um, losing everything. Yeah, I mean losing losing a lot. Um, I I consider my painting career two defined parts. There was the time that I hated painting, and then there was the time I I fell in love with it again. Um. Hating it, I, I just found myself finding more and more excuses not to be at work, things getting on top, 
you know, when you go from a wage earner, then working for yourself, all of a sudden you get all this money. No one teaches you how to use it properly. Um, and and you get into trouble. And then having to come home and and uh, and tell the family that things aren't what what you thought they were, yeah. what you were hoping they would be, is it's soul destroying. Yeah. You really start to question everything you've done. They ought to be. I've, I've said it on many podcasts over, especially more. Not saying because people have been to college to learn decorating or whatever, but I think there ought to be more emphasis on not just how to do the business, how to run the business, how to how to handle the numbers. Um, you get, you know, I think we've all been there where there's been that one job where you've competed it. Oh, look out! Puppy's going bananas. Um, you you've completed it you've got that check and all of a sudden you feel like a millionaire yeah and you've got to resist that temptation so and i when i was younger yeah it's all of us and then the paint bill rolls in and then the tax bill rolls in and then if i don't get paid from this guy and then you get on that really steep decline and um and I, i thought that painting was a problem that it was the issue and i tried to get out of the track so the I had four months where I got the, you know, when everyone's talking about these office jobs, I'm going to get an office job. It's going to cure everything because I'm going to get a regular wage. And I won't have to be on the tools. Four months, the worst four months of my working life. Yeah. You, you don't start until midday or nine o'clock. You're there until well late. You can't say what you think. At the end of the day, you look back and think, what have I done? It was horrendous. Then I went back to painting and fell in love with the trade again. Absolutely love it, recommend it to absolutely anyone. Sorry, and no, one no, of my sorry, go on. sorry, no, one of my one of my best mates, uh, a mentor, if you want to call him that. I said to him, "Look, I, I want to leave this job. Do you want to? Uh, can I get a month's work?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." I was with him for ten years. Oh, <laughs> 10 years basically relearning processes relearning how to run a business and I, all those I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you how did you get out of that trap of for want of a better term getting the money blowing the money well that is he that mindset, isn't, isn't it? Uh, well it's the thing is it's the guy that I was talking about he I'll, I'll love him till the end of time now he he is a very simple man with very simple needs and he doesn't sugarcoat things. It's if you've got a debt, you pay it. Your money isn't your money. It's the business's money. You still take your set wage a week. That's got nothing to do with you. Okay. You let, you leave that alone. This is your money here. And the process is that it doesn't, you finish your job Friday afternoon, two o'clock. Great. It means you can get to the next one and set up. He really had that drive and he had that, that, that passion that you needed to run a successful business. So, and for 10 years, I stuck with him. And if it wasn't for him, I'd be nowhere near where yeah. I am now. Yeah. I found, I mean, I've, I've been there. I've, I've about lost it all, not just through spending, through various other factors uh, that I, you know, I had no control over. Yeah, the spending you have control over. But I found now, 
I just changed the whole process where I take deposits uh, and I don't have credit account at paint companies because there's nothing worse. I always remember a friend of mine was in, we, we had this little thing over, it's, it's Crown now, but it was an independent called Newland. And he'd go in and if we was working together and uh, splitting the money, it was like an unofficial partnership. He says, I've got a 700 quid paint bill. I'm like, how have you got that? Ah, well, I went in for a couple of buckets of emulsion. They had overalls on offer and then I forgot a week before I bought a pair of steps and then they had paper hanging shears on offer and it just mounts up and mounts up whereas I'm yeah. way now because I'm I don't have credit I take the deposits it just makes you that bit more aware of what you're spending because it's like you're paying for it out of your own pocket there and then but I'm thinking oh, I'll pay for it end of month pay for it end of month you know because you get to end yeah. of month something else has happened and you just thought if I knew I was going to have to have a repair on that I wouldn't have bought that but now I just do it, and then if we get to end of month and that's pay for you can buy what you was thinking of buying. Plus that month thinking about it gives you time to think: Do I want it? New Sander, do I want it or do I need it? Is my business going to benefit? Am I wanting it just because I want it, or do I need it to do a job where it's going to earn me money? Or at the moment, am I am I wanting it because everyone else has it? Yeah, you know, just because everyone else has it doesn't mean it's applicable. That's a massive thing on social media where, I suppose a sheep as such, somebody buys something, so everybody else buys it because they've got it and you think, do I need it? Is it going to speed it up? Is it going to earn me money? And I just think, no, not buy it. Not buying it just because I bought it. But one of the biggest traps I find with the social media whole this and that, the Graco Wagner or Wagner as you guys call it, the the Merca, the the Festool is – the minute you see both, you start comparing them. Do I yeah. want Festool or Merca? No, 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 no. It's do I want a sander? Yeah. It's once you start comparing, you've committed to the buy. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're committed to getting one. The, and the it's best bet be if, the, if the shops had them where they had like a demo machine, you know, and you could think, I'll do a few guys' bunnings for all school fix, and you think, I can give that Festool a try or more open days. I mean, the only thing we get here is a decorating show where they're not always there to try, but they could do with more trade days where you think, turn up, there's Festool, there's Merca. They all get a fair bite at Cherry. Same with the sprayers. You can use that and think, well, I prefer that Graco Airless, but I prefer brand B, the Wagner HVLP, you know, and you can make your own decision based on what works best for you because you you spend even down to three, 400 quid on the sander find it in for you it's three or four hundred quid you bloody wasted in it well that's you know, the thing some, like that's two days work. two days work yeah and you, you're going on somebody else's opinion where it could either be a they do a different style of job too so it suits them better or b which is getting more apparent now people are bigging it up and giving it big licks with it because they're getting it either free or reduced rates or they're getting backhanders you know and they're saying oh this is i, I know people where the the giving brand B big legs, but two years ago they were brand A, but brand B's providing stuff free of charge, so now they've moved to brand B. In my opinion, brand A was better than brand B. You know, but it's, it's, it's just, not. yeah, because they're giving hand out. I'm a big one on, I'm, I'm a big one on the, the right tool for the right job. I mean, yeah. Festool have got some fantastic products. They are a lot more aggressive than than the Merca. So, but I've got a Merca, but what's the small, um, is it Leros, the small one, the small round one? It's only about 70-odd uh, now? Deros. 
Deros. Yeah. Well, I've got that's fantastic because yeah. it's the right tool for the job. But it's yeah, whether it's Merca or whether it's Festool to me is irrelevant. It's if it's yeah. the right fit and if I need it. I, I always say it's for the voxels. Same with anything. It's it's what you prefer driving. It's what you prefer using. What does the job right for you at the right price? You know, it's it's all it boils down to. That's well. Yeah. That's exactly. And if you can afford it at the time, yeah. because lo and behold, we were painting long before we were using Festool and Merca. While it's an industry standard at the moment, it's not a hundred hundred percent required on every single job. Yeah. So. You know, buy what you can afford. So on, on the upside of when you nearly lost everything, what's been your highest point business? No, I, I, I literally did lose everything. Oh, you did I lose literally everything. did. Yeah. No, the lot. Pro- proper bones the of your highest, The proper, yeah. It did, without getting into the nitty-gritty of it, if it wasn't for a number of things falling away, we would have been in big trouble. Yeah. But the the highest point, was getting to come home and um, tell my wife we got it back. Yeah, yeah, that, that must have been hell of a sense of relief. Oh, mate, unbelievable. Yeah. So, what's what? What would you say has been your biggest struggle? In biggest struggle that you could improve on was it learning how um, to control your money, or have you had one that's worse? Oh, huge, but also. Um, Controlling, controlling the expectation on myself um, yeah. to to constantly be busy. Like I went through 2018, I had six days off total, yeah, total for the year. So I had this thought in my head to be successful. I had to be working every single day. I was pulling 100 hour weeks. It was it was ridiculous. But there's no need to do that. You're yeah. just working yourself into an early grade. So learning to learning to calm down, learning to say no, those sorts of things. Yeah. They, I, um, I find sometimes it's counterproductive working the hours because if I've done it where I'd, after, after I'd nearly been bankrupt, you know, I had four or five years where I head down, bum up, uh, just got into a way, it, it was a good thing and a bad thing, going to a way of thinking, I just worked all hours, paid everything off, so I've got no commitments. Uh, but then on the other hand, I find, even now, uh, as we talked earlier, I've been doing some UPVCs on Saturday, and I can tell by the Thursday following week, you know, that's when technically my 40 hours have been, I'm struggling. Well, I'm not struggling, I'm flagging. You know, I'm slowing you down, didn't... so I think it's counterproductive. I think you need your two days to recharge. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I take a day. I mean, at the moment, I when I say I love to trade, I literally love my job. Like, I will be out in the garage for fun. Um, anyone that's seen the socials will see that I do a lot of sample boards and things like that. I actually enjoy doing them. I find it relaxing. So for me, that is switching off because I don't have to be Brent Siege Painter. I don't have to deal with customers. I don't have to do those sorts of things. Learning to to be, you don't have to do more to be more productive. Yeah. You just have to be smarter about it. So, it just just learning to to pull back to be better. Give give a hundred percent for for your forty hours rather than 
thirty percent for a hundred hours. Yeah. It's by by the end of that, you you know, you're not worth anything to anyone. You're making mistakes, you're making excuses, it's it's just counterproductive. Yeah, I suppose that could come back to equipment as well, spending money on equipment, because some rate you're speculating to accumulate and something you're just accumulating for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, you're buying it because, like I said, for a want, for a want rather than needing it, you know. But yeah, and it's—I mean—sometimes you look at some of the people around, and it's a bit of a dick swinging competition. Look at how much I've got. Yeah, yeah. If you ain't got this, you're not a decorator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I do because I'm a because I'm a brush fan. I do cop a fair bit of flack from not using. Uh, Using spray guns every other day. Did so, you use one at all? No, no, I use them where where I need to. Once yeah. again, I, I like to think that I use the right tool for the job. Yeah. So I just finished uh, an Art Deco on Friday, where a black ceiling, white pinstripe. I'm going to spray it any other day because yeah. you're not going to try to, you know, those cornices, those ceiling roses. You're never going to, you're never going to do them justice by brushing them. You're always going to spray them especially yeah. with matte black. So, but do I look for excuses or do I look for ways of spraying when I'm known for my brushwork? No. Do, do you think it's become like a trade of everybody wants to be a sprayer, so you've got to spray everything? Oh, now, I'm, I, I'm not going to go against the sprayers because, <laughs> one, the sprayer you had on – the last podcast I listened to will hunt me down, chain yeah. me to a post and piss off. Don't get me so, wrong. No. I, I know he doesn't spray everything. There's there's some of us that we don't, like you say, you spray where it's needed, but some are so gung-ho, they've got to spray everything. And you think, was it worth carrying it out for that? You need to weigh it up in your head. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're looking after your clients. So I, I've never, because I do a lot of brush finishes, I use... Um, you know, hand-painted kitchens, textured finishes. No one has ever rung me up and said, Rodio, I've noticed you've done some really cool brush finishes. Now I want you to do a gloss ceiling. It just doesn't happen. So it, I like to play to my strengths, and my strengths generally are with a brush in the hand. Yeah, yeah. So next one's pretty subjective. It's, it's different for everybody. When did you realise you've made it? Or is that yet to come, Jafael? No, I made it back. Yeah. Made it back in falling in love with the trade. I realised I'd made it back. Um, but I'd, at no stage would I ever think that I've made it. I would. I realised things were going in the right direction, which I think is if you've got a goal in mind and you're going towards it and things start, uh going where you think they're meant to be going then keep doing that so i think chasing that carrot i'm a donkey i'm chasing the carrot for one of a better term yeah. but um once i have interior designers telling people no no you've got to get this guy yeah. once i get people ringing up uh not asking for quotes to compete but asking just prices for curiosity Either yeah. we can afford it or we can't. You're doing the job regardless. That's when you think, hang on, I'm onto something here. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? Spraying everything? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll be the last bloke in the world holding the brush. I'll be buried with a brush up in the air. Um, yeah, talking to Chris Kerfoot on a uh, on a podcast. Um, I honestly don't know. It's yeah. um, I'm just really, really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Working with um, with a company that I'm working with with Porters, doing some fantastic bespoke finishes. I really, really enjoy doing those. There, you know, you could paint something a thousand times and never do it the same way twice yeah and to me it's yeah i just i really enjoy doing those types of finishes so i just hope i keep doing it yeah so i i know what pretty much i've got an idea of what answer might be to this if you could go back christmas carol style to the young branch or anybody starting out and give them advice what would it be as a sole trader the number one thing as a sole trader treat yourself and your business as two completely separate entities, okay? So you set your wage a week, whatever it may be, a, a modest wage. Yeah. Everything else is the company's. It's got nothing to do with you, okay? And like we were talking to, about pre-record, five o'clock, switch off, yeah. okay? Switch off. Learn to say no. You don't have to do every single job. You didn't paint it all to begin with, so guess what? You're not going to paint it all now. You yeah. don't have to worry about getting every single job. Not every phone call is going to turn into a job. If you haven't got time, don't do it. Don't stress. And yeah. if you've got a vision for your your painting business, if you've got a vision for your where you want to go, back yourself. Some of your biggest detractors are going to be your closest friends and family. What do you want to do that for? What do you want to yeah. – if that's what you want to do, go after that. Yeah, I've, I've found cutting negative people out like, like that helps. You know, surround oh yourself with people that are, going to, that are going to support you and lift you up. There's the negatives, I just think, yeah, I ain't got time for that shit anymore. I'm getting old. I don't want negative people in my life. I want to enjoy it with positive people. Isn't it amazing how one like you've obviously worked in big crews yourself? Yeah, you'll have you'll have four or five blokes all standing around in the morning having a chat, having a chin wag, and then one bloke who has had a barney with his missus before he came to work will come onto the job site, and all of a sudden the whole job site's poison. Yeah, one bar. The whole job site is one oh bar. My God. Rest, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't happen the other way. You can't have one guy that comes to work just winning lotto, yeah. which probably would never happen, but one guy that just comes to work <laughs> and <laughs> one guy that just comes to work and, you know, he's happy to be there and those sorts of things. All of a sudden, he's an outsider. So it doesn't work the other way. So you just need to cut the negativity. You're right. Yeah. So are, are you a techie person? I can obviously spot you've got AirPods in. Are you a techie person at all? Um. No. <laughs> you will be, you will be I, the time we've done and you bought the Apple Watch. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, that Apple Watch, that is, yeah, that's going straight in the car. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to, <laughs> no, you'll have to write me an email, a permission slip to my wife to say I'm allowed to buy it. <laughs> so, but um, now look, I've got a little bit of tech, a little bit of things. I'm very much now, I like to keep things as streamlined and as simple as possible. I use notes on my phone a lot so that if someone rings me up and says, I want to do a 
quote at this time, this day, rightio, I'll write it in the diary, I'll put it in notes with a reminder, and then I can forget about it. Don't worry about it. That to me is really cool. And when things start to get on top of this, which they do, I mean, we're all human. um, There's a program that I use called Smiling Mind where I just excuse myself for two, three, five minutes, sit in the room, sit on a drum in a quiet room and just just chill, just get get yeah. centred again and then go on and yeah. fight the day. It's basically a bit like a computer, isn't it? Just restarting it, refresh it, restart <laughs> it, and off you go again. You know, yeah, like, so pretty much. Mean... Robots, we've all got feelings, you know. It's, it's like anything. We all, we all have shit days. Uh, and what's bothering you is probably trivial to me and probably vice versa. Probably what I'm worrying about is probably something trivial to you. You know, it's... I think it is one of the best things I've got out of the whole, as I said to you pre-record, well, I'm very new to the whole social media thing, is the fact that we can now talk to like-minded people, whether it be England, Scotland, Ireland, Sydney, Melbourne, wherever, and you can have your little grievance. It, You know, they're there for you. They can listen to you. But I had a guy, I was filling up with petrol the other day, and I had a guy actually not roast me, but say, geez, I'd love your job, mate. What? Sorry? Oh, you're just up and down, pain all day. You've got not a care in the world. I've got to put up with customers. I thought, mate, you, you, someone puts 20 bucks worth of unleaded in, take, you take the money and then you go. Yeah. You just, you, yeah. I, I'll swap you for a week. My, my mate yeah. always used to say, best job to have own a chip shop. They come in, pay for the chips and piss off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, jeez, I'd be as fat as a butcher's dog. I'd yeah. be so big. Yeah. <laughs> and well, chippy. I'd yeah, be just, terrible. Just, just that. Come in, pay for it, go. You know, best. What more could you want? They don't say I'll send you a check next week. You know. Yeah, they, there's no small talk because the fries are going flat out, the fans are going flat out. But yeah, I think there's a bit of a perception with other trades as well that we're we're sort of we're whinges, we're we're all yeah. those sorts of stuff Pissets. with the chippies. With oh, oh yeah, we're pissheads. Plasterers are up to no good, and electricians yeah. drive Ferraris. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's pretty much over it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. The only thing is, our electricians do the bastards. So <laughs> yeah, they're. Um, I, I was wiped their ass with fifty pound notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ours ours haven't seen a fifty dollar note. They're all hundreds. So they're yeah. Look, it's. But yeah, you sort of once you accept it, it, that's that's probably the reason why I don't do a lot of new work or what you guys call site bashing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do a lot of new work because you you're part of a process, and yeah. it's not a very nice process at the just, best of just time. Just a machine churning it out. Yeah, and it's it's not how are you today? It's when are you going to be finished? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. No worries. Um. So yeah, I prefer to to uh, to go into people's homes. They're happy to see you. They're happy to see you leave. They're happy to pay. Yeah. Um, you're doing something different every day. You're meeting different people. Yeah, that's that's the that's the place for yeah. me. So what's what's best advice you give for selling yourself? Yeah, you know, when you go to a job, obviously, like we talked pre-record. With you know, I said, I think most people have pre-qualified. You'd be looking either at your Instagram as a port for oh, yeah. reviews or what have you. But you still got to sell yourself when you get there. I think I, I'm a believer that 
you know, it, it's a pretty competitive world, but people very rarely remember what you say, but they will remember how you make them feel. So if you are excited about actually going to their job, you want to do the best thing for them. This may be the biggest spend of the last decade for them, what they're getting done. Be excited about it. Be happy to be there. I mean, in the current COVID climate, everyone's saying keep people out of your home. These guys have invited you into their home. So this is, I wouldn't go as you know far as saying it's an absolute privilege, but it's you know, it's going against the better grain. So at least be happy to be there and just talk to them. Ask more questions than you answer. Listen to what they say. Interact with them. Be part of the process. Don't reduce yourself to a number. Yeah. Yeah. Sound advice. I like that. Yeah. Spot on. So what's, uh, where do you see the trade heading? Is it different for you guys, 12 year, or do you reckon we're all heading the same way? Look, I I think it's having a bit of a split at the moment. Um, The application methods seem to be really splitting in half, whereas spray seems to be mad. Um, The only thing I could put close is um, sign riders in Australia, probably about 10 years ago, all of a sudden, whereas we've gone to spray, they all went to computers. So now most sign riders, you get them to pick up a brush, they'd be knackered. Yeah. They wouldn't know what to do. All vinyl. So they're all, yeah, exactly. So they're, they're more used to being behind a PC, pumping out some, than they are actually sign writing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope, because I'm a, I mean, anyone that's seen me Insta will know, I'm a massive fan of still using a brush. So I hope it doesn't, die out i mean I a lot of guys now you know you can't do everything with i think it might go full circle and go back to people having not saying people who spray don't have skill but i think it will come back to a, having a bit of a skill wielding a brush well i mean I, i've got to be really careful that i don't think that my tiny little portion of the world is a snapshot of painting in general but i've noticed that my customers there where uh, money isn't as much an issue as some others they're more likely to get things like hand-painted kitchens hand-painted timber it's a almost a subtle flex if you want to call it that yeah so i think that they can they can get it hand-painted they don't always want the perfect finish do they as in they don't want it roughing but they don't want the perfect like it's just been churned out along with 20 others on a factory finish yeah they do i mean i've got nothing but admiration for for guys that can do that like that gloss ceiling that was that was something different when you compare your finish to glass that is you know hats off to him that was in insane like i've got a a guy i talk to regularly in australia his finishes he gets on kitchens Sam at Artistic Decor, they're just, they're insane. But yeah. I'm, if I do that, and then all of a sudden one speck of dust lands in the middle of the door, I'll tell you what, the spray gun's out the window, the door's being frisbeed over the back fence, it'd be, it'd be on for young and old. That, I'd be losing why, the plot. That's why I was asking that <laughs> podcast, I couldn't do the ceilings because I just don't got the patience for it. Oh, yeah, that's I mean. That's me rag. 
<laughs> many a many a pain has been depressed by turning on an LED light, and all of a sudden they go, "I spent three hours filling that wall, and now it looks like an absolute dog's breakfast." Yeah. As soon as I turn on the <laughs> LED light. <laughs> so, so what is your favourite current paint paraphernalia that you or tool that you use it? Oh, there's so many. Um, look, as far as paint, I love Porter's Preparation Prime. As an all-in-one, I in Australia, I don't think you can go past it. It sticks to anything. It's got a tannin blocker. It sands like oil, and any top coat sits up. So is, I just is it water based, Sam? Yeah, it's water based. Yeah, that sounds like a good product. Man. You guys can get it over in Ireland. They actually stock it. I'm not in Ireland. Don't I can mind. get it to you. Don't, don't mind. I'll get it to you. <laughs> but I'll get again, you some. But then again, I'll get Dom, you some. Dom can't get stuff we've got. <laughs> yeah, it's some. Um, it'll cost you it's eighty dollars for a gallon of paint and eight hundred to send it. yeah Yeah. that sounds about right everything in postage in australia is insanely expensive yeah 30 cent bit costs you 40 bucks to send but um look i feel like with a lot of the tools i feel like i'm the you know the caveman that's walking out of the cave discovering fire and everyone else is driving around in maseratis because i'm so slow to the pickup like i've only just discovered the uh the worcester pelicans yeah how good are they Stick an handle on them. Get a paint kettle, empty paint kettle, take the handle off, stick it on your pelican, makes it even better. What's that? Yeah, that stupid hand round, ba- handle round back. I mean, it's not stupid, it just gives me hand cramp. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I know what you mean. I, I, I picked it up off, uh, I think it was Wayne Duet over here. Uh, I just buy the plastic paint pot for a pound te- from DIY shop, take the handle off, bend the tabs the other way, Put twelve soups out at Pelican. You can hold it up like a paint pail, like a pail kettle, whatever you guys call them over there. Makes it an even better tool. I'll send. I'll, I'll, take, I'll the, take you in a picture later. Yeah, I think that'd be the way yeah. to go, mate. Because um, that'd be my only thing. That on a sweaty day, your hand does get a little bit. Um, yeah, get a few blisters on the backs of the knuckles or something. Like that. But um, something that, I, from what I understand, is about to get to Australia. You can tell me it looks fantastic from where I am. Spot drops. Yeah. Those little gadgets that you put in your, your downlights. Yeah. Yep. You want to speak to Richard, your man that does that paint over here. I keep trying to get him on a podcast. He was a paint, he still is a painter that come up with the idea. They are that is an absolute corker. Yeah. Best, best place for them, probably for you guys that I know more than likely will ship over there is my paintbrush. My paintbrush will do Australia, will they? Yeah, I'm sure they post out to Australia. If not, give me a shout. I'll get you some sent out. You are a champion, sir. It's, yeah. um, just, yeah. Have you seen the new ones I've come out with? No, I've only seen... There's two different colours. That's all I've yeah, seen. Yeah, they're the new ones. The, the black ones are the original. The, yeah. The sort of jady ones, they're silicon, so they can take heat. You know, if you like to get warm. A brilliant bit of kit. Yeah, well, they, they look fantastic. And they're such a simple... Such a simple fix for an age-old problem. Yeah. yeah, you know, do I do I risk ripping the the downlight out, or do I risk cutting around it? It it just yeah, it makes sense. And there's a there's a new bit of kit out of New Zealand that um it is pricey, but I tell you what, have you seen the roller blasters? 
getting around. Yeah, cleaning rollers out. You can do a roller, a 270mm roller, up to a 22mm lamb's wool nut in 45 seconds and only use two litres of water. Ah, there's, there's been hell of a lot of things out over years for cleaning rollers out, but I don't think anyone's nailed it yet, so that could be interesting. I'll, I'll tag you in it. I'll yeah. tag you in it. This guy, I mean, it is pricey. It is, it is really – but New Zealand are absolutely miles in front of us when it comes to – Eco, when it comes to water-based products, they just leave Australia for absolute dead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're, I think they're $1,800 plus. Yeah, cheap option for me. Throw me washing machine. Throw the roller out. I'll throw me washing machine. Have you guys not discovered that yet? I'm married to a Geordie. What do you reckon would happen if I threw a roller in a washing machine? I have, I have what I call a Facebook washer in garage. You know, your selling page on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when someone's doing a kitchen refer, pick a wash up for 50 quid. Don't mind if it's covered in rust scabs or what. It's in garage. And I come home, end of week, I have about 20 sleeves, nine inch. Yeah. So if you're doing different colours, bag them up. Pedal bin bags, they're what? 80 bags for a quid from, uh, from supermarket. They fit yeah, nicely. Yeah. Bag them up, put them in a bucket in garage on a weekend. Just put them in. I think there's a video on my Instagram somewhere where I'm messing about or on my TikTok. Uh, Put about a dozen rollers in over weekends. Quickest wash, 18 minutes. You come out like brand new. Saves well, no see what I mean? I am the caveman coming out with yeah, the fire. Everyone else got to make the run. Yeah, <laughs> the the only time you struggle is sometimes when you get the 12-inch ones because they clatter like hell. Got yeah, it's in the empty. garage. But, but the 9 mil ones, I just... My water supply is on front of the house. If I have the, host, if I have the pipe running around at back constantly... Uh, it would freeze in winter. So I have I call them pea shooters. We have them for outside taps here. Quick fix for an outside tapping. It's like a sh- copper pipe about 12 inches with a flange on end. Two of them, sidewall up garage, put a drain hose on one, connected to washer inside, drag hose pipe round, plug it on, turn water on, turn washer on. Get your stuff washed, wind the hose away. Then I'll save some time. Just, just buy yourself oh, yeah. enough sleeves. I mean, what sleeves? Hamilton's Perfections I use about £2.40 a sleeve. Dozen sleeves, 30 quid. Yeah, look, sleeves sleeves are reasonably expensive in Australia. Like, I'll get, I bought three old fields, 10 mil uh, microfiber the other day. Three of them still cost me 28 bucks. Yeah. So, but, um, but I am in love with the, I think Adam from Dope touched on it too. Um, I'm in love with the Euro Rollers. Yeah. yeah. They're Italian-made. They're fantastic. Jeez, they hold some paint. And for the, the thickness of the mat, that just sits down. Yeah. Ah, so you get yourself a fair few of them, chuck them in the washing machine, good to go. Oh, no, I'd, I'm just stoked I've found out about the washing machine. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, all I could see was the look on my wife's face when she comes in. I'm sta- standing proud as punch in front of, 10 sleeves and a brand new washing machine. <laughs> it's just, just, just that wait, till she, wait till she's out at work or shopping before we put them in if you're not getting a separate washer. I think my last washer, I paid 50 quid for it. I've had it four years. They're all sorts of it, dust sheets, drop cloths, because when they're wet, they weigh a ton. When I'm working outside in summer, I tend to come home and put two a night in it and then take them out in the morning, put another two in, and then just put them on washing line to dry, box them all up so they're ready for when I go internal. 
back end of summer. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a laundromat that only oh, five minutes like away. I, I no, well, this like one's it. specifically for this one's got horse blankets. It's specifically for it. Ah, they yeah. they have bought one specifically for that. So we can. I've got I've got an eighteen by eighteen drop sheet fits in there. So see, I was I was don't like it if you're going with dust sheet. So I just started using a washing machine. Well, I start I got the washing machine for dust sheets, and obviously heard about those rollers and tried them, and it works brilliant. You know, I, I can come out, mm-hmm. load it up with rollers. Bit time I've unloaded van. I think my shortest wash is eighteen minutes. Bit time I've unloaded van, they're ready to put back on van. Following week, you know, pretty straightforward. That's um. Oh man, look out eBay! I'm going to give it a flogging. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> apart from that, my my Oldfields brushes, which we we're talking about before, um, absolutely love Oldfields. I've tried, yeah, I had Monarch, but I just find for the work that I do, they just don't last. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I think they get a bit scratchy for the products that I use, and yeah, not a not a yeah, I don't mind Monarch. They're good straight out the box for cutting in. Don't get yeah. me wrong. You won't find a better brush. Anywhere, yeah. but um, the old fields they seem to like the old old brushes where you have to wear them in. Well, yeah. old fields just seem to get better for me. Yeah. Get better and better. I, I find there's a lot of brushes that are good out of box, like you say, but they just wear way too quick. You know, a couple of months you have to bin it. Either that or they've splayed like that. Even though you haven't washed them in warm water, bristles just splay. Yeah, they just crack out. It's like the yeah. the bloody block has just come flying at a ferrule, and yeah thrown it everywhere but yeah i do go through a few a few liming brushes just because of the work that i do they cost me a small fortune but it um yeah the six inch the old six inch liming brushes i use them a fair bit so what's been your best investment and you can't say dustless <laughs> well you can't option. anymore you no, can't everyone's easy well, option <laughs> Well, I came. I actually came home and said to the wife, "That's it. Dustless is gone." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, I can't use it as a sales sales pitch anymore Everyone's because the well, the 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 commercial painters in town have all now gone dustless. Like yeah. the big commercial guys. It's not once they've done it, anymore, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. No it's point. it's standard practice. <laughs> no, but which isn't um, a bad thing. Oh, look, I think it's fantastic for everyone. Yeah. It. Um, we, we're spending a hell of a lot more time sanding now because it doesn't wear your fingers as hard. Yeah. But uh, but uh, the fact that we're not breathing it in, but the best investment I would have to say is my, my time spent training. Yeah. So for the finishes that I do, my, my training and the time that I spend trying to, I'd never, ever say perfect, but to to get my finishes better, to get them more consistent, to learn how to use different products, that time spent, that's invaluable because that's what sets you apart. That's that's what makes you different, you unique. Otherwise, you're just more noise. Yeah. You know, when you turn up to a client's house and you, you've got four painters all saying exactly the same thing, what yeah. separates you apart from a price? Yeah. So, There's somebody else shouting in crowd, are you? That's exactly right. So yeah. what do you do when it's a room full of shouting people? You'd be the one quiet person. You'll stand out. Yeah. So the training to, to do the finishes, to do the, you know, the coppers, the stain paint fines and French washes, all those sorts of things, that to me, that is, that's irreplaceable. Yeah. So do you have an end game, an exit plan out of it, or are you just paint, 
Um, I'd love to. I, uh, I honestly don't know, because I'm I'm just really really enjoying what I'm doing. I find I've got a really really good mix between uh, bespoke work, um, repaints, small jobs, big jobs. I've just got a really happy balance, and I, you know what, if this is what I did until the, the missus says, no, no, come on, we're going for a holiday, then so be it. Yeah. It's, um, I'm quite happy, you know. I'm happy to go to work Monday. I'm happy to go to work Saturday. So why would I stop? I don't want to stop just for the sake of it. Yeah, a bit like me. Yeah, it's as sad as it is. I enjoy it too much to stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get some, you get some, I don't know about you, but I still get a buzz when return customers call you up. No, yeah. no, we'll we'll wait for you. That's yeah. a that's a fantastic feeling. So why do you want to keep right. doing that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, people want you around to do their work. So I I think it's great. Yeah. Is the uh, any takeaways you can give the listener? I actually wrote notes on this. I don't know why. Um, don't be in a rush. For any yeah. of the younger guys listening, don't be in a rush. If you're in a rush to do anything. Be in a rush to be patient, okay? Make sure your four-year apprenticeship is just the start. I didn't learn anything until I was in the mid-30s yeah. until you were ready to, ready to actually learn. Um, there's, there's so much more to it, self-management, money management, all those sorts of things. Don't be in a rush to, to, to run out and... You know, buy the latest spray gun, buy the latest spray gun. I actually listened to a podcast the other day. Oh, what was it? Uh, Mike sent it to me. Oh, what was it? Oh, my mind's gone. I think it might be Modern Craftsman. Uh, so I'm, I'm on something like episode 100 and it's up to 300, but it was a, a recent one. Mike says, you've got to listen to this. And it was a bloke. He, he'd worked for a company. I don't think it was a decorator because I have all trades on in America. He's gone to work for himself, and he hit nail on head. It's worth a listen. Uh, if I can find it, I'll stick it in show notes. But it was basically, it was saying too many people are in a rush to go out and get all the gear, brand the company, have the cool logo, rather than actually building the company. He says all that comes when you've built it. He says, but they want the logo first, the marketing, before they've even doing the work and got the work and built the company. He says, it's yeah, I mean, it's... Reverse. It, it's an over it's an overused term, but you do have to pay your dues. You do have to, and I mean, part of selling yourself is being convincing. When you rock up to someone and say, "I can do this," you have to actually know not only how to do it. it. Yeah, exactly. Sell it and have the runs on the board. You can't yeah. just go, "Well, I've got the latest spray gun. I hear you can spray timber really well." It just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, and bad news travels fast. So the only other takeaway would be don't, don't be afraid to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. You know, looking at your PVC windows, I could never do that. It's fantastic. Looking at that gloss ceiling. Yeah. No, but it's, it's for me, yeah. Yeah, I've got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. So it's don't nice, be nice afraid. Be nice. None of us are, nice to be yeah, nice if it, you've got that nice, so don't say, oh. Yeah, it's you. You you do have the choice of having no opinion. I mean, it's if you don't like someone's work, just don't look at it or don't follow them. But that the gloss ceiling, 
Don Crowley, his work, it's incredible. You know, looking at some of these finishes these guys are doing, just take two seconds out of your day and say, mate, that's a great job. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's a bit of effort, in it? It's nice to be nice. So, room 101. Don't know if you guys will get this. Don't know if you have it over there, if you've ever seen it. I've listened to your podcast, so I've got a, yeah, a is, rough yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, then hit me up with three things you've been. Well, I could only come up with one that was, yeah, it really grinds my gears, if you want to say that. Thoughts and prayers. People that get on Sookbook or they get on Instagram or something like that and say, oh, thoughts and prayers or um, if you need me on here, just call me. I'll yeah. tell you what, if you think something's wrong, give them a call. Yeah. You know where they don't, live. Don't Go wait in their house. house. Give them a shout. Well, don't. All it is is a don't forget about me token gesture online. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. This person may be in genuine trouble. How are you doing? They're not. Exactly. Again, I listened to a podcast all day. This this mind one I was on about. You ask somebody, you know, I'd I'd ring, you know, I'd, I'd message and say, "How are you doing? I'm all right. You're not all right. Just ring up and make sure they're all right. You know, nobody's going to say, "No, I'm feeling shit." You know, because nobody likes to admit it and. If you were feeling, you know, if you were feeling down and having a crap day and depressed, you're not going to ring me and say, Chris, I feel depressed. If I message you, yeah, I'm doing fine. But if I ring you up, then you might open up and say, you know, I'm having a hard time with this. And you can offload your problems. It sometimes helps. Well, not just that, just knowing people are there. Yeah. You know, they may say, no, no, I'm all right. But just all of a sudden, they now know that you're not yeah. just one of these keyboard warriors that are going to bang something out. To, to look as though you you give two hoots. Yeah. No, you actually genuinely care of what's going on. Are you right? Do you want to yeah. do you want to go and get the coffee, a bite to eat, something like that? Yeah. It false, really false sincerity is one of my pets. Yeah, and it's is it are you typing that to see if that person's okay? Or are you typing that to make it's yourself a... feel better about seeing that comment? Yeah, yeah. It's um, but other things I've been oh, jeez. <laughs> at the moment yeah covid has to be a big one but it's yeah i say covid but that that in turn that's a i don't know about in the uk but that's turned into a minefield talking about that all of a sudden yeah. it's gone from a disease to now it's almost a political stance so yeah. it, it's something that yeah i, 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 saw, I that, saw something the other day it said for God's sake, just open it up and let natural selection take its place. <laughs> I thought, Jesus, oh, that's, it never works like that, though, does it? <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> even though we're, you know, a few people may think that, if a government said, you know what, we're just going to have at it, whoever dies, dies. Ooh, I tell you what, they wouldn't be in power very long. But yeah. um, other things that annoy me, I try to, as corny as it sounds, I try to not let too much annoy me now yeah. coming from where i was 10 years ago to now problems are pretty minor really yeah. so i just I, I really don't like insincerity so yeah. it's yeah so sorry mate i could only find two that's fine so where, where can we find you on social media mate i'm um, on instagram uh you won't actually see me. I'm a very big one for just keeping 
Instagram as a portfolio of my work, what I do, what I like to do. Um, I certainly don't air any personal stuff on there. Um, Facebook as well, I sort of, I think by default, you have one, you have the other, don't you? Yeah. So that's pretty much it. But yeah, pretty much Insta, but you'll just see a lot of my work. But hey, if anyone wants to have a chat, I will talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles for Australia. So <laughs> yeah, straight into those DMs, have a chat. I'm more than happy to to hurt anyone that talks to me, you'll know. So out, outside of work, what are your hobbies? I think one of them, you like to waste a walk playing golf. <laughs> yeah waste for a good yeah <laughs> yeah well golf for me when i was going through that period of being busy for the sake of being busy i actually worked in a pro shop for three years um i also worked in one of the biggest golf retailers for another four so it was a it was a massive part of my life it was a an escape if you want to call yeah. it that so now it's it's just a hit and giggle with mates, a good way to catch up. Yeah, I get um, the old network inside. I'll just think, rest it. Let's whack a ball and spend 20 minutes going and fetching it. Oh, that dog. <laughs> I was, working in the industry, I tell you, I've never known so many men and women. They love talking about it. They love shopping for it. They love reading about it. They love watching it. But they hated playing it. I've yeah. never... 99% of golfers came off the course in a bad mood. Why would you do that? It's an excuse, so, it's an excuse used to, to dress play. like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, and get charged a fortune to do it. So yeah. <laughs> it's – um, but, yeah, apart from that, um, even though I have been a bit slack with this whole gym's open, not gym's open, sort of can go, can't go, it's hard to get a routine. Try to go to the gym when I can, sort of. Look after your nutrition and those sorts of things. Um, you know, I've, I've crap food, on, crap mood. I've given up on gym and just sort of resorted to TRX at home. Take it everywhere you go. Is that any good? Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, strength training, it, isn't it? Yeah, Works on it's, your own body weight. That's what frightens me. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to lift a lot to begin with. So yeah. it, um, but yeah. It's and apart from taking the dogs out for the walk, I just get to um, yeah, I just uh, chill with the wife. Now that the yeah. kids are gone, we get to spend a bit more time doing what we want to do, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. you like to keep that time open. Being a bit selfish in the nicest way. You've, you've got you, you can get your hobbies back. You can concentrate on yourselves. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're renovating the house now, and that's sort of as weird as it sounds in our job. That's kind of a hobby. So, you know, we enjoy doing it. It's, at the end of the day, a hobby is what you make it. So, I'm going to uh, catch you off guard now with flip last question on the request of somebody this week. Instead of who you're digging on Insta, give me three people you'd like to see on the next podcast. <laughs> Bloody hell. Proper curveball. Somebody, somebody says, why don't you change it to that now? Oh, wow. Um, a month spot. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind. There's there's a decorator slash designer that has come from uh, Melbourne that has gone to Ireland is working over there at the moment called Jane Burge. She's fantastic. Yeah, she'd be she'd be worth a listen. Just 
for the comparisons. You get a, I mean, I've heard a lot of expats that have gone from England to Australia, but not a not a lot that have done the other direction. So I'm working over the. Oh, wants to come to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, as I said to you the other day, it's like you had sunshine, beaches. I looked out my window and there was two inches of water everywhere. It was horrendous. So, <laughs> um, <a> off. <laughs> all, all, all that glitters in gold. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> but, um, yeah, look, I'd love to see, um, I'd love to see some of the Kiwi guys. Are really, really good. There's a company down there called High Spec Seven that some of the views, like if you check them out on Instagram, some of the views are just insane. The homes they're working in, the finishes they do, they're just yeah, you can't help but be in awe. And it's I actually messaged him the other day and said, mate, can you calm down on the views? You're making me hate where I live. Yeah. It's it was yeah, really, really good. Um, a lot of the guys that I follow on Insta anyway are the guys that you've spoken to. But um, Sam from Artistic Decor, he's another expat in Australia. He'd be a good one to chat to. He's doing some flawless finishes. Um, uh, yeah, apart from that, to actually get on the show, wow. Um, that'd be shit. You have to turn me on the spot. <laughs> but... Uh, I tell you, it'd be really good if if you and Danny from Topline, yeah, we, we you have, guys did one together. We we have spoke about it. Uh, we did have one planned, but some had come up at Danny's end, so we couldn't do it at eleventh hour. Uh, some had come up, so we couldn't do it. But yeah, me and Danny have spoke about it. Uh, That'd be a cracker. Still has yet to do one yet. Danny, there's uh, Michael Serino, I think like ninety four. I think it is. He's, no, he's, he's a good fellow, American, American dude. Uh, he's good. He's, he's done a few little podcasts of his own. Quite good. Um, very positive bloke. Very happy. Always positive. Probably one of the happiest blokes I know in bloody trade. <laughs> it's, I tell you what, it is, it's a struggle at times. Everyone, I think anyone that listens to this now, it's a struggle to be happy, especially when you've got deadlines and things like that. So if you can keep a, a positive mindset well then not a lot can not a lot can get to you yeah but but there's so many fantastic people out there at the moment showcasing some awesome work it's hard to know you know it's hard to know who would be awesome on a podcast but yeah yeah i mean you've you've spoken to nearly all of the guys that i've written down to everyone <laughs> digging on insta it's um you know and most of them too are genuinely nice guys yeah. So they're, you know, like Lewis from Definit- uh, Definitive, he was, you know, he's a nice guy. Dom, Dom Crowley, got all the time in the world for Dom. He's he's yeah. awesome. So, you know, Dope, HPS, Stokesy, um, Artful Decorator, the Artful Decorator in Sydney. He's another expert. He'd be worth talking to. He does some unbelievable jobs yeah. he he's all around sydney harbour he uh yeah he'd be really really good oh 
Brilliant. Well, thanks for coming on. I know you're a bit nervous. I just sort of thought I'd rush you in quick so you didn't get too nervous. But, uh... Oh, mate, it, uh, at no stage during the apprenticeship today. Okay, now we're going to uh, now we're going to do the, the the module where it's learn how to go onto a podcast and and talk about your trade and your trade life and things like that. So it's pretty straightforward. No, though. it's. I think a, bit, a lot hey, of people mate, won't I'm, come on because they're nervous, whereas when you get on, it's held to it. It's it's just having a chat. But um, no, before we go, mate, I just want to, on behalf of Australian Decorators, I want to say thank you to you for what you're doing. Um, you're bringing to, you're making us all feel normal. Yeah. You, some days you just feel like you're the only person there, but listening to your podcast, you really do. That's, that's you one of the old that, points so everybody can, you know, listen to it and think, oh, I ain't just me, you know. Yeah, so, it, it's yeah, not we're, just we're all me. in and it together. And, and the fact that you take this on as well as still running your decorating business, as well as having a family, mate, hats off to you. I don't know many people that yeah. could, could, do, it, that could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can anyone hear the, the glow? No, yeah. but it's, mate, I can't, can't thank you enough. It's... Yeah. um. Your podcasts have pulled us through some pretty cool days. Yeah, brilliant. Cheers. I'll let you go off and enjoy what's left of your Sunday. I'm off for a bike ride and kids' party. Heaven and hell. Yeah, and another curry. You're going <laughs> to wind me up now I'm in lockdown? No, <laughs> take takeaway for kids' party. Instead of messing with food, just going to have a takeaway delivered. Let them all pick what they want and have it delivered. Chicken, <laughs> chicken nuggets <laughs> below, won't it? <laughs> oh, bloody chicken nuggets. Jeez. Yeah, well, that, that's over for us, so I'm glad. <laughs> nice one cheers that Brent you've been a star no. alright mate I'll talk to you soon cheers. Yeah, mate. bye I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories whether it be the ups downs wins and losers we've all been there in some shape or form and we aren't alone I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these if you could show your support by subscribing sharing and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.